Welcome to Talk Truth, a McGregor podcast, where we dive into scripture, gain insight from community, and biblically answer life questions. Talk Truth will answer life questions submitted by you, our listeners, every other week. If you have a question for Talk Truth, you could submit your questions on our website. I'm your host, Danielle Flood. Let's open the word, gather together, and talk some truth. joined by Carrie Robinson, minister to adults 55 plus here at McGregor Baptist Church, a longtime friend of mine and my first McGregor Baptist Church mentor. That's right. It's really fun. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about putting our faith into action, especially when it comes to grandchildren. As we begin, let us offer this time to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, we know you hold the world and you call us to be obedient in our humanness and in our weakness. We pray this time would honor you and that you would use this conversation to inspire those that are listening to make the most of every opportunity with their grandchildren, modeling the faith that you've given them. Please lead our kids and grandkids to a lasting faith as that's what truly matters. Amen. Hey, so this episode will be a little different because this question came up while I was talking to some people at church. So not one of our listeners submitted questions, but they were sharing their heart for their grandchildren and how much they want them to trust the Lord. And it was difficult. Okay. So as I'm not there yet, I kept thinking and kind of wondering what I would do in that situation, what I would prioritize. I asked my dad, I asked my in-laws, and um, because I don't have experience, you're the expert. <laughs> far, yes. far from an expert, Danielle. No, no, thank that's you. for sure. But we're all learning together. So exactly. I did ask Pastor Kerry if he would share some of the resources that our church has and has shared for this incredibly important topic. So Kerry, as you're here and sharing with us. Many people do know you around the church, but if someone doesn't yet, would you want to introduce yourself and talk a little about your story? Absolutely. Um, Carrie Robinson. I am the pastor at 55 Plus, and I've been at McGregor for a long time. Just say Danielle's been around for 23 years and that we've discovered this afternoon, and I was her college pastor. And before that, I was the student minister. But most importantly, I love Jesus. Uh, I've got an incredible wife and three grown adult children who are all out of the nest and five grandchildren. So I am in the throes of this grandparenting stage, and I must say, it's pretty amazing, and I love it. That's really fun. So what are their ages? Oh wow! Now you're going to test me, huh? Somebody Around. asked me. Somebody asked me the other day there if I knew all their birth dates, and I got them all right then, but mm-hmm. I probably won't now. So uh, 17, 14, 7, 5, and newborn. Oh, that's really cool. So you kind of have all the ages, exactly. And you can connect. I'm gonna. We're gonna talk about that because it does change through their their adolescent years, growing up, and Absolutely. your relationship there. So to start it off. Sometimes people say, you know, plan for the outcomes you want. What are some things that parents can do now? Or if we're thinking about sharing our faith with our kids and grandkids, how do you see that playing out? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of wisdom in that. First of all, I think that living life intentionally is definitely the best way to live life with some kind of intentionality. I think oftentimes people fail to plan those things, such as investing in their grandchildren, and just think that you know life will come and it will happen. But 
if we don't have a vision for what we want, that's probably not going to happen. And I'm reminded of Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 9. It says this. It says, now this is the commandment, the statues and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you were going over, to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your sons and your son's sons. And if you skip down to verse 7, it says, You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as the frontals between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So as I was thinking about that, I'm thinking about this process. You know, it's living life intentionally, but there is definitely intentionality that Scripture gives us there, doesn't it? It says uh, the the discipline of discipline, discipling, I'm sorry, discipling this next generation is something that we're going to do intentionally. And I thought about a few things uh, that we as grandparents need to do. First, it's we need to make sure that our relationship with Christ is what it should be, you know, really focusing in on our own spiritual life, making sure that we have that kind of desire and we're projecting that kind of uh, love for Jesus in our own life, that our grandkids see that, they want to emulate that. Secondly, I think we uh, should see our grandchildren as a blessing, a blessing mm-hmm. that they are. Uh, I think that oftentimes that can be missed in our culture today. We can get so caught up in our lives and what we want to do, especially I see in retirement, it's real easy. You know, they've got retirees oftentimes have an agenda and that agenda, agenda oftentimes get missed on the grandchildren uh, instead of prioritizing that, man, I've got a blessing in these grandchildren that are coming after me and how can I invest in them? So I think that we need to make sure that our lives, so we're growing spiritually, we're on track with Jesus, we're setting a good example. Secondly, that we see our grandchildren as the blessings that they are. Proverbs seventeen six says, grandchildren are the crown of the aged. Mm-hmm. And I love that verse because I think that that crown, that crown is that bestowing honor. You know, mm-hmm. as we see these grandchildren as a blessing from an almighty God who has intentionally given them to us as a blessing to understand that they are our crown, that there is a, a correlation, there is a relationship mm-hmm. that we're drawn to. And then... Um, and to understand in that concept that you as a grandparent are one of the most strategic disciple makers that your grandkids are going to have. Uh, doing student ministry for many, many years mm-hmm. and then young adult ministry, I always recognize that there are many people that are going to come alongside mm-hmm. students and invest in them. And it's important, especially in our culture, that parents are not the lone rangers speaking biblical truth into a kid's life, that there's other people that are speaking that truth as well. Well, grandparents have that voice. And as as I know and realize that those connections in in relationships are so extremely important. The third thing I'd say is uh, have a scriptural emphasis. Mm -hmm. Uh, Psalms 78, five through six says, He established the testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to your children. So there's this emphasis throughout Scripture. You know, there's not a ton that we see in Scripture that's specifically about grandparenting, per se, but yet there is this definite emphasis of encouraging uh, grandparents to invest in that ne- next generation and to be a good example 
to these grandkids that come along. Yeah, and it does start with the children. Okay, mm. so we're going to talk a little bit about starting there with the first generation and how you're investing in them. I do agree with you that it takes a whole community to raise children. I won't say who they were, but there were some boys in the hallway the other night, and I said, I know each of your mothers, and if you do not settle down, I will tell them. And they settled <laughs> down because it is that community, you know, yeah. like they knew that they didn't want someone to tell on them. Um, but if we don't, then there aren't any repercussions. Absolutely. And so I really do think it's exciting to have that role. And, you know, thinking back on my grandmother, she is the reason that I was in church as a kid. Wow. And it's just so powerful in her role as a parent. Um, my grandfather died when my father was young. So she was a single parent for a number of years, kept them in church, brought them up pretty single-handedly with her family and community. Mm -hmm. But because of that, my dad had us in church. And not, you know, of course that doesn't correlate with the saving faith, but right. it was a start and yeah. it got us there. And yeah. I'm just so grateful for her testimony and her reliance on the Lord, even when times yeah. were hard. And then when I was growing up and, you know, getting on my own, she was my strongest prayer warrior. And I knew that. Mm. And so, yeah, this is. And, yeah. And, you know, going back, mm. uh, telling your story, remind me of, um, and I've told this from the pulpit before and in teaching environments, but I did not grow up in a per se Christian mm -hmm. home. So my parents, I never saw my parents in church. It never happened. Right. Um, but going every summer up to Indiana to spend time with my grandmother and my grandfather, they were churched. Mm -hmm. And I remember as a kid, you know, always anticipating that I was going to church with my grandma and grandpa in the evangelical, you know, Jesus-loving church environment. And that always stood out. You know, right. I always appreciated that. I always remember my grandmother having a Bible. And, and while I missed that in my mom and dad, mm -hmm. I didn't miss it in my family. You know, I knew right. that my mom and dad, my grandparents had that kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was it was attractive. It was uh, of interest to me. Right. In the same way that one generation can like lose some knowledge, that skipping a generation can pass on knowledge too. Exactly. So many things. That's amazing. Yep. So let's talk about the grandkids. If we're purposeful, trying to be intentional to disciple them, and the different ages. So what are some things we can do to be intentional discipling our grandkids? Yeah, and I think that probably there's so many things that we can do. And uh, when you go from birth to a, you know college age kid, uh, grandparenting is has so many varieties and so many layers to it. Uh, but let me just give you a couple ideas, uh, and you'll have to apply this, I think, to your own particular. Um, environment, own, mm. own situation. Right. Um, in today's world, we have a lot of grandparents that don't live close to their kids or yeah. grandkids. Yeah. So that presents a whole nother layer. But here's what I would say is if you live out intentionally, mm -hmm. you will find ways to invest in a biblical way, uh, spiritually encouraging your grandkids, whether they're four or 14 or 24. Right. Uh, it's just going to take a little bit of, in, of, of creativity in your part. Mm -hmm. uh, I came up with a couple thoughts. Um, I think one thing is, you know, grandparents are notorious gift givers. Mm. Really? <laughs> Tell me about this. <laughs> I'm sure that you've discovered this. Um, I love to give my grandkids things, uh, especially, you know, 
things that they probably aren't getting from their mom and dads. Um, yeah. But I think that because of our position as a grandparent, because we're not doing the day-to-day, most, most grandparents are not doing the day-to-day activity with their grandkids, mm-hmm. um, then plan something special like a shopping trip. Uh, and, and always remember the personality of the child that you're mm-hmm. dealing with, because not all kids are going to like a shopping trip. So you always kind of adjust knowing, get to know your grandkid well enough to know what they enjoy. Right. And then try to do something, meet them on their level. Uh, shopping is a great thing. Most kids would enjoy some kind of shopping, whether it's a, a football or whether it's a new dress, you know, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. say, hey, I wanna, I wanna do this for you. Uh, being in Fort Myers, my, grand, my parents um, live about three hours north, and my wife's parents live out on the West Coast. So we didn't have any local grandparents mm-hmm. here, but we had great grandparent-ish people in the right. church. And one of the things that some of the ladies would do for our girls is they would take them shopping, you know, mm-hmm. get, go get them a new dress. That was always a cool time for them. Uh, also, I, th- I thought about this, you know, we live in a world of uh, pictures, you know, and they're so important to so many people. And now we have cameras on our phone, right? Mm-hmm. But celebrate those family portraits and grandpa- being involved as grandparents, being involved in those. Uh, I recently visited during uh, a few months back during Christmas time, I visited with a gentleman that was passing. He was on his last days. Uh, so I was in the home. And the family was gathered around and they showed me this picture that probably had 25, 35 people in it. It was a family portrait of all the the parents and all the kids and all the grandkids and the great grandkids. It was beautiful. And there was was just something special about that family photo. And I think that as a grandparent, you can initiate some of that and celebrate Mm -hmm. coming together for a picture. And most Parents love that, yeah. <laughs> so you're kind of aiding that um, that desire in their hearts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I know that some grandparents do is they create a tradition of I'm going to take my grandchildren back to school shopping. Mm-hmm. And if you don't live in that environment, if you don't live close, right. maybe there's some things that you could do special, put it in a box and send it to them. But there are things that you can do that will create kind of a tradition mm-hmm. for them that that grandkid expects, anticipates. Um, yeah. And if you have the grandchildren that are interested in sports, you know, maybe find uh, you know, a special sporting event that mm-hmm. you know that they're going to really enjoy, you know, college basketball game or mm-hmm. going to a professional football game, you know, but, and maybe make that an annual event that you take mm-hmm. your grandchild to as well. Yeah. But finding those special things that you can do that are on the level of your grandchild for right. sure and of their interest, because if you start doing things that they're not interested in, that's not going to fly right. too well. Uh, but probably the thing that bringing back to a spiritual thing is, um, you know, take them to a Christian bookstore or find them a, a, a good Bible that mm-hmm. they'll read or a devotional guide. You know, some of those things can really be a, a gift-giving experience as well. Right. And I think all of those, while they are gift-giving, include connection of time and that interest of, I, I see who you are, I want to know you, and that cohesive family unit. Um, a little off topic, but we were reading about you know kids who eat around a family dinner table mm-hmm. and how that correlates to like better grades in school or better you know outcomes for behavior and all that kind of thing it's tied to the unit it's yep. like i'm part of something bigger and yep. all of these tie into yeah. um, a bigger connection to their family and their faith 
Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent, hundred percent. The next thing I thought about is connection and in our world, there's a lot of different ways to connect. And this especially is true if you don't have grandkids that live close to mm-hmm. you, uh, but finding ways to communicate. And um, texting is a great means. Um, uh, I, I listened to a story a few years ago that really resonated with me, um, but this was a grandparent, and he was telling me that he texts a Bible verse every day to his college-age grandchild. That's amazing. said, you know, I'm not looking for a reply. Yeah. I just text it to her. It's just a simple verse. Mm-hmm. I text to her. Well, and he started this when he was in high, when she was in high school. Uh, he told me, he said, when she got to college, you know, I'm continuing this tradition of texting, said her roommate one day asked her, what are you doing? Whatever, every morning, what are you doing? And she told her, and the roommate said, do you think your grandfather would text me that Bible verse every day? Wow, that's Wow, what amazing. an influence, right? It's just amazing. See, the little things, you know, the grandfather have to make sure that your expectations are on track. You know, right. you're not expecting, oh, that was the best verse ever, Grandpa. Thank you so much. You know, that's yeah. not what you're expecting. Let it go. But those seeds that you're planting in your grandchild's life are so important. Yeah. Uh, and then finding opportunities to FaceTime. You know, maybe it's special things, mm-hmm. maybe it's a, some special occasion, but find opportunities yeah. to invest that way. And then, you know, sending special verses, um, communicating, you know, just the love that you have for your grandchild is just an important aspect. And you can do that through phone calls, texting, FaceTime, uh, sending an email, you know, do it in subtle ways, maybe even through what we call snail mail now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, nobody gets any real mail these days. Mm. Uh, and think about, you know, a child getting, and my wife, she's phenomenal. She's a phenomenal grandma. Um, they call her Sparkle. And she is a sparkle in their life, um, but so cool. she sends them, uh, our grandkids, she'll send them little cards and mm-hmm. they love those cards. You know, yes. when we're out of town, they're getting, you know, a physical card from their grandma mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just special. It is. So, yeah. In my perspective, I can remember my grandmother's handwriting because of those cards Yeah, that she was thinking of me and, you know, spent the time to do that. Yep. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Uh, Also think about the intentional, and you mentioned meals already, you know, meals around the dinner table, but uh, we are people who like to eat. So think about, you know, moments of celebrating Mm -hmm. around food. Uh, It could be taking your grandchild out to coffee or Mm -hmm. take them to Dairy Queen or wherever, Uh, you know, but creating those moments that are special to them in their Mm -hmm. life. Um, My wife, once again, Um, she should probably be sitting in this chair doing this, Uh, but she does tea parties and started it from a very, very young age. Our young grandkids were very, very young, but they still, you know, hey, can we do a a tea party? And so we have, she has real glass teacups and we have a little table in our living room and they'll get out the china and the and have a little cookie and she'll do a little usually it's water or some juice yeah um, but it's a little tea party and so the grandkids will walk in and go hey grandma they don't call it grandma sparkle uh hey can we do a tea party and it's just a special thing so it's it's something special mm-hmm. and another thing that they do together um is bake together mm-hmm. and i know that and and got one boy and four girls so it kind of plays in that but uh they love to do that they love to come over and you know make cookies or you know do that and you eat them and you eat them right yeah they can eat they can eat but i'd say this um 
find ways that you can serve together as well. I think mm-hmm. that that's really important. Uh, you and I have been on several mission t- trips together yeah. back in the day mm-hmm. uh, when we both were much younger. Uh, and uh, we find that through mission trips, there's a real bonding experience. Yeah. There's something special about it. And so there are means to serve, whether it be local, whether it yeah. be in your church family, or whether it be foreign. I've got um, some grandparents that are taking their grandchildren on a mission trip. Wow. You know, and they're going with them yep. to serve alongside. And I just think that that's grandchildren will never forget those. Right. Never, ever forget those moments. Well, maybe they wouldn't initiate that on their own or want to do something, but the facilitation of a much ma- more mature Christian saying, this is how we serve, this is what we do, they will learn that. You yeah. know, yeah. I think it's. That's really, really cool. And that goes back to the intentionality. You know, as a mm-hmm. grandparent, it'd be easy to say, well, I'll send my grandkid the money so they can go on a mission trip. Right. But to say, I want to invest spiritually in their life. Now, some sometimes maybe the, the finances right. is a problem and that's the right thing to do. Right. But understanding that my desire, my intentional uh, desire is that I invest spiritually in my grandchildren to see them to come to a, 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 a faith in Christ that mm-hmm. is real and vibrant and to be discipled and growing. Yeah. And so finding means, whether it's going on a mission trip or serving in a soup kitchen or a food pantry or wherever it is. Um, and we, through, through Ian months ago, uh, we saw families up here serving in our in our clothes closet, you right. know, that were working together. And it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. So how can the parents help you? So we have, you know, listeners from all walks of life. Some are grandparents, some are not. So as the kid, the middle, um, I have kids, but I also have parents. What does that look like? Yeah, great question. Parents, get out of the way. Let us grandparents do the work, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I think that it, it, the key to the the key to success is is working with parents. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes, and I've heard these stories working with our 55 plus, mm-hmm. is that, you know, the parents are the hindrance spiritually. Sure. Um, you know, they don't want to, their kids, their, you know, the kids to go to, to church and what is a grandparent going to do? Um, but there are ways, and I encourage grandparents to lovingly support the kids, yeah. but uh, nonetheless, you know, to seek to ways to invest. But I think ultimately is having those conversations with mm-hmm. with those kids um, as a grandparent talking to your child and, you know, that in-law and yeah. talking about, you know, hey, my desire, my goal is, is as I'm reaching this age yeah. uh, is to invest spiritually in my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Most, most kids, I think most ki- um, kids appreciate that. Right. Um, and they lo- long to have another voice in their kids' lives. Um, but I think having that conversation is real important, helping them to understand what you're seeking to do. Yeah. But you always, as a grandparent, you always have to be sensitive that you're not the parent. Right. Understand your role. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the big challenges that sometimes grandparents have is they want to discipline, they want to, to correct. Sure. Uh, and it's like, well, you know, there may be times where you need to do that. But let the parent do that. And if the parent says no, or this is permissible, then it's permissible because you're one voice, you're not the voice. You know, right. God has given them parents, those ch- children, those right. grandchildren, parents, and the parent's responsibility is to do the parenting. Right. So I think that that's real important for grandparents to understand their role. And sometimes that's not easy, Danielle. Um, you know, you wanna step in 
you did everything right as a parent, so Woo. why can't I tell my my kids how to do things right? Yeah. Um, but no, I, and I think in my perspective, sometimes I need to not tell my parents how to grandparent because oh, I haven't been there. That's good. So yeah. we've had that conversation where I expect some things, yeah. and they're they're on a different level, and they say, "No, this is this is what I get to do," yeah. and <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, "Okay." So it's not a parent role; it's definitely that grandparent role. Yeah. But I also need to understand that role yeah. and how they, you know, you know, maybe seeing toward the end of their life or the last half or yeah. whatever, and say, Quarter, yeah. "This is how I want to." invest mm-hmm. in yeah. this next generation and that's precious and I I yeah. don't want to keep those memories from happening because I know how valuable they are. You know and I think you've said something uh, really great there because I think that as a parent mm. if you can communicate to your parents mm-hmm. your desire to see them invest spiritually in your children give them the freedom to do so because I think sometimes grandparents it's not that they don't have a desire it's right. that they just don't want to step across a, a boundary that has been set. Right. So creating uh, good expectations is very wise, but mm-hmm. also as a parent on that side, allowing your parents, the grandparents of the right. child, giving them the freedom to have that kind of relationship with their grandchildren that is spiritually investing. Right. Um, and so maybe the key is on both sides, start that conversation, ask yeah, your kids absolutely. if you can, ask your parents if they would like <clears> to, and just build that. And I think you know, having other people investing in your kids. I know that my kids are getting to the age where I'm not always the one they want to hear from. And really? I know. <laughs> I used to be, yes. you know, it's so fun. But yep. um, as we get to this age, I want them to have people to call. Yep. And I'm actively looking for my friends to be that person, yep. my sisters and brothers and my parents. You know, yep. I do want my kids to have someone to be like, mom is crazy today yep. and biblical worldview still yeah. in case. That's what's, that's what's so valuable with grandparenting. Obviously we're talking about Christian grandparents, right. parent, you know, investing spiritually. But if you have, if you're blessed with a mom and dad that love Jesus mm-hmm. and they're willing to invest in your children, why would you not? Yeah. Yeah. Make time. Yep. Plan for what you want to happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And uh, as a grandparent, you know, it's such an honor. It is that crown. You know, it is yeah. an honor to be able to invest in my grandkids and to love them like Jesus loved me mm. and pray that when I'm gone from this planet, uh, walking the streets of gold with Jesus, mm-hmm. that they are walking faithfully with Jesus. This world is not any easier. It's not any easier in this world to live a faithful life, mm-hmm. um, but to have grandparents that are that additional voice speaking truth, sharing scripture, yeah. drawing kids to the Bible, uh, creating good foundation is so important. Yeah. So I was driving here today and I thought of a song by Michael W. Smith. Um, and it just kind of came to mind. I'm like, oh, that's perfect for today. And so it's about our faith. You know, oh God, you are my God and I will ever praise you. Mm-hmm. I will seek you in the morning and I will learn to walk in your ways. And step by step, you'll lead me and I will follow you all my days. And so I was thinking about that in light of our faith and passing it along to our kids. And, you know, faith isn't some Bible verses on the wall, mm-hmm. or even though, you know, the Bible does tell us to put it up on the doorpost, yep. but maybe not just that, right? Yeah. Right. There was a point to that. <laughs> right. There was. 
but it is, it's kind of indwelling our home and our lives, what, you know, talking with our kids at every opportunity, um, you know, spending time together and connecting to God's word and creation. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Hiking, walking, that would be great. It's going about our daily life, living for Jesus and letting others see that light in us. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of that, the testimony we have is those we impacted, which includes our kids and grandkids. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming today. Absolutely. Glad it's a to be lot here. of fun. And I do hope that you were inspired as you're listening to this to start that conversation, maybe commit to praying for your grandkids more than you do or, you know, on a regular basis. I love that Bible verse idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to set a reminder, but again, I'm not the grandparent. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, but um, it is amazing. And then I do, um, yeah, I'm pleased that you are leading that in your family and that your grandkids do get to grow up with grandparents that love Jesus. Mm -hmm. Me too. It's an honor. Yeah. To our listeners, thank you for spending your time with us. If you haven't yet connected with Talk Truth Online, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And be sure to check out our other McGregor podcast channels. Just head over to talktruthpodcast.com for all the details. We'd love to hear from you. Give us your feedback however you're listening to this. Thank you for listening and remember to talk truth.